better clap of praise. Church, can I hear your clap louder? If it is for Jesus. <laughs> Lift up your Bibles with me. And say, this is my Bible. Shout it louder. Say, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God. <laughs> it has the power to change my life. And to give me an inheritance. I declare... I'm not a hearer only, but I'm a doer of the word. Wave your Bible and shout a big amen. God bless you. Sit down. So this morning we conclude our series on the man of God. The series on the man of God we conclude this morning. And this morning I'll be speaking on what I've entitled the error of Nazareth. The error of Nazareth. Or, if you want, you can also call it the man of God and his honor. Amen. Let's read Mark chapter 6, verse 3 to 5. Mark chapter 6, verse 3 to 5. Mark chapter 6, verse 3 to 5 says, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus answered unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And there he could there do no mighty works, except that he laid hands upon a few sick folks and healed them so in this chapter in this or the chapter preceding this one the, the chapter just before mark chapter 6 many people had been blessed by the ministry of jesus we've seen all kinds of miracles you know a man with a thousand demons a legion had been set free his mental sickness or insanity have disappeared instantly and a woman who had suffered 12 years with the issue of blood touched the hem of Jesus and immediately the blood flow had ceased. We see how that Jairus' daughter had been raised back to life by Jesus Christ and yet just after that he goes into his hometown and then when he went into his hometown the Bible says he could not not that he did not want to so he might have tried but the bible says he could not do any mighty works unfortunately the hospitals in his hometown in jesus's hometown remained full he came to meet the hospital full and left the hospitals full many dead were buried whilst he was still around and many lives were still destroyed how did this happen since this anointing had not reduced because in the just in the previous chapter we see how he had done mighty miracles and mighty works but suddenly he appears in his hometown and it's as if he was an ordinary man so how did this happen because he has, his anointing was still intact his anointing was still the same and the grace of god was still mightily upon his life it is all because of the error 
of Nazareth. Somebody say the error of Nazareth. Oh, shout it louder. Say the error of Nazareth. And the error is that they did not honor their man of God. They did not honor him. Just like Nazareth, there are many lives today that are destroyed. Or at a standstill because they are missing the ingredient, the importance of honor or honoring the man of God. Today, as we conclude the message on the man of God, we shall examine another aspect of the man of God. Because we've talked about the character of the man of God, we've talked about the work of the man of God, we've talked about the reward of the man of God, and we are looking at another aspect, which is the honor of the man of God. Amen? And we shall understand that the basis for honoring him and additional ways and practical ways to honor the man of God. Why must we know this? So that any man that God has anointed for you, you will not miss your blessing. Say a better amen. I said any man that God has anointed for you, you will not miss your blessing. For years, I've heard men of God say, I've read it in the books of many men of God, where they say that they get more miracles when they go to preach outside their church than when they preach in their church. Ooh. Is it true? Yeah. And the reason is what we are going to discuss this morning. Personally, I've experienced it. Where there are times I've been to places and I don't know what happens. I remember the first time God ever opened my eyes and I could hear names of people. I could mention people by name. I could hear hometowns of people. I, could, I mean, there was a time, I remember in Tamale one day, I was ministering. And I did, it was like God took me into a family and there was a whole family roll call. God gave me the name of the father, name of mother, name of all the, about three siblings, all of them, their names, <laughs> gave me their hometown and everything. That was my first time entering into a certain realm. Guess what? When I entered into Tamale that week to do the program, the man of God came and he said, look, we know you are a prophet of God. And the way he was speaking and talking, I was wondering whether it was me he was talking about. But all of a sudden, some anointing just came upon my life. I went into the meeting and as he was introducing me, I don't know what happened, but something very strange came upon me. Then I understood when Jesus was teaching us about the honor of the man of God. Listen, you can make your man of God more anointed or you can reduce his anointing. Jesus was anointed outside Nazareth. But when he entered Nazareth, the people reduced his anointing. Why? Because they failed to honor him. I pray that you will never miss your blessing in the name of Jesus. Come on, let me hear somebody shout a better amen. One day, I met a certain man years ago. And... He was going through a certain challenge. And as a young Bible school student, I had been introduced to this man. And the person introduced me said, don't look at his size. This guy is very anointed, said a lot of things. And then, as the man finished talking about his problem, Bible school student, we used to speak King James English. So I just said to the man, tomorrow by this time, this thing will be solved. And when I met, said tomorrow by this time, I was just speaking figuratively. I, was, I didn't mean literal tomorrow. And the man said, Amen. And he said, Oh, 
thank you because tomorrow is the deadline. So if you say tomorrow by this time, immediately my stomach, I said, <laughs> Now, but the man so believed it. Guess what? By the close of day, the following day, the man called me. When they were calling, I didn't want to pick because I wasn't too sure what had happened. But when he called, he said, You're, You are a man of God. Everything you said has happened exactly the way you said it. If you honor a man of God, you shall receive the reward of a man of God. I pray for you today as a prophet of God. May you carry every blessing you, God has for you in the name of Jesus Christ. May the God of this altar honor you and favor you and bless your life. Come on, clap your hands and shout a big amen. So, three lessons on honor from Nazareth. Three lessons on honor from Nazareth. Number one, a man of God must be honored in order to deliver effectively as a prophet. A man of God must be honored in order to deliver effectively as a prophet. The anointing of the man of God remains inaccessible if honor is not given. So the man can be anointed, but for you to access the anointing of a man, you must honor him. Number two, a prophet you fail to honor cannot make any impact in your life. A prophet you fail to honor cannot make any impact in your life. So I've seen church members who have a very anointed man and they will leave and go for prayer for me with another prophet who is not so anointed. Do you know the problem they have? Because they fail to honor their prophet, his anointing they can't access. The blessings you don't connect to will not flow for you. It is true honor that we connect to the man of God for divine impact. It is true honor. In that sense, any man of God who is not appropriately honored cannot be a blessing even though he carries the genuine oil to bless. So if there is a man of God who is not properly honored, he may carry the genuine oil to be a blessing, but the man of God may not be a blessing to you. Why? Because you would have failed to honor him. Jesus was anointed. Jesus' anointed had no limits. He was the Messiah. The anointed one is the meaning of his name. And yet, he enters into his own town. He meets his own folks. And the Bible says, he could not not that he did not want to it is different from i don't want to but he couldn't the only thing he could do was to try the bible says lay hands on a few sick folks and heal them who are those few were the few who saw him as a man of god sometimes one of the most difficult people to pastor is who you grew up in front of them they know your beginning they know how they know how you used to walk around the church they know they know everything about you so sometimes when you are speaking their mind is thinking 10 years ago i know some of you you used to know me some years ago but listen forget about that one see me today as a man of god 
I'm preaching. Because the oil you fail to honor will not be available to you. Amen? Number three, to be really blessed of God, you need to honor the career of the blessings of God. To be really blessed of God, you need to honor the career of the blessings of God. God anoints people for his people. Let me tell you this. No man of God is anointed for himself. Alright? No man of God is anointed for himself. That is why if a man of God is sick, he must believe God to be healed just as you must believe God to be healed. If the anointing was for him, he will heal himself. Is that correct? Yeah. But the anointing is not for the man of God. If the anointing was for the man of God, oh, can you imagine what the man of God would do for himself? There is a movie I watched some time ago. It's called Bruce Almighty. How many of you have watched that movie before? Bruce Almighty. Yeah. The guy who said he wanted to be God. And God, <laughs> that's a different matter. God gave him some power, some more. Hey! The guy started doing things, creating chaos. Now, he would, people were praying every day. And the prayers were coming. So he now developed a system where the thing would come on his computer. He couldn't read the thing. It was coming so quick. So he just pressed enter answer to all amen but take what i'm teaching you very very seriously all blessings actually come from god but they are communicated through men and women of god who are received by honor men and women of god who are received by honor so the most anointed man of God can get into an environment and nothing will happen. Why? Because honor is lacking. One of the human interfaces of divine blessings is the man of God. Hmm? Every priest is ordained amongst men for men. Remember, I've been repeating this saying that anything God will do for a man, he will use. Talk to me, church. Anything God will do for a man, he will use. All right. In Hosea chapter 12 verse 13, the Bible says, And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he was preserved. Amen? So, God will always use a man. The answer to our church praying may just be in the form of a man who you must honor. Sometimes, the prayer we pray. And that is why I don't joke with our presiding bishop. Anybody who has come close to me or knows me, even from afar, there are people I've never spoken to before. I remember one day, a certain man, I was, I was, a certain man met me somewhere and then gave me a very, very powerful offering. Very, very powerful offering. And you know what he told me? He said, I've seen from afar the way you respect and you honor the presiding bishop. And that is why I'm giving you what I'm giving you. Yeah, and I've had so many people listen, the oil you honor will work for you somebody say amen somebody say I honor my pastor come on say it well say I honor my bishop so if we are talking about honor what then is dishonor because honor is the opposite of honor is it, uh, dishonor is the opposite of honor is that right now the word dishonor comes from the Hebrew shatter Oh, Shafa, 
C-H-A-P-H-E-R. Shafa. Which is, to be dishonored means to be ashamed. So when we say you have dishonored somebody, it means you are ashamed of the person. To blush. To blush is to feel embarrassed to be called the son or, or the son of somebody or a man of God owing to something you don't like about him. So when you say you dishonor a man of God, it means that you, you, you don't, you, are, you feel embarrassed to be associated with him because of something you don't like about him. I, I know people who say that, hey, this guy there can't be my pastor because he, he's too small. And I've had some church members say that, hey, we, I won't go to a church that I'm older than the pastor. Have you heard that before? Ah, thank God for those of us in Zoeland. Clap your hands and give God praise. Amen. We don't have that problem at all. Amen. When you refuse to honor a person, you have dishonored him by default. Refusing to honor a person is equal to dishonoring the person. So let's look at what it means to dishonor. Number one, dishonor is when the importance of a person is taken for granted. When you take the importance of a person for granted, you have dishonored him. Two, when you take a person's value for granted, you have dishonored him. Number three, having little or no regard for a person or a system is dishonor. That means you give regard, but it is not equal to the real value of the person or thing. Hmm? Let me say that again. That means you give regard, you give honor, but it is not equal or it is not commensurate with the real value of the person or a thing. That is dishonor. So, oh, I could just say, you know, I, I respect you. Hello, sir. Hello, ma. But I just do it somehow. In our local dialect, we call it from full respect. How many of you know from full respect? Yeah. I'm sure the service people will know it better. Oh! Papa! Oh, daddy! Oh, my daddy! Oh, my presiding bishop! When the turn is back, no, oh, no, my angry. That is dishonor. Number four. Dishonor means insignificant regard. Insignificant. So the regard is insignificant. You may not look down on your pastor and yet treat him the same way you treat the, all the other brethren. <laughs> you may not look down on your pastor, but you may be treating your pastor the same way you treat the other people. You can't treat me the same way you treat the presiding bishop. Hello? Oh, come on, talk to me. Why? Do you have a problem with that? You shouldn't. You can't treat me the same way you treat the presiding bishop. You can't treat my wife the same way you treat Mama Vivi. No. And in the same way, if there are other junior pastors, you can't treat them the same way you treat me. No, it's wrong. It's wrong. Is somebody get what I'm talking about? Huh. You can't treat an elder in the church the same way you treat a brother in the church. You can't do that. That is dishonor. Let me hear somebody shout a big amen. is a form of dishonor. Some people say, he was my classmate. 
He was my friend. He was this. But don't treat men of God as your former classmates. Treat them as men that God has honored. Men that God has anointed and your life will be blessed. Somebody say amen. So in the kingdom, we don't have classmates. Somebody may be your classmate in school. But there is nothing like a grace mate. So I might have attended the same school with you. You might have attended the same school, the presiding bishop. So he could be your classmate. But there is nothing like grace mate. There is nothing like grace mate. Tell somebody, there is nothing like grace mate. So if the grace on his life is not discerned and duly honored, you will never make any meaningful progress in the person's ministry. In the kingdom, it is men of God who blesses, not colleagues and classmates. It is men of God who blesses. Not colleagues, not classmates. The Bible says that the lesser is blessed by the greater. The lesser is blessed by the greater. So, you may be even taking care of your father, buying his drugs, buying his food for him, doing everything for him. But, when it comes to blessing, he would have to bless you. Come on. I thought you were clapping your hands. So, yes, you may be supporting your, 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 your bishop. You may be giving to him, blessing him and everything, taking care of him and all of that. But when it comes to blessing, God has ordered that it is men of God who blesses. This morning, from the bottom of my heart, I bless you. You missed a good place to shout a better amen. I said this morning, I bless you. Honor me by receiving the blessing well. <laughs> when a man of God is not duly honored, his ministry is hindered from delivering. If you lack honor for your man of God or the man of God, his ministry will not be a blessing to you in any way. It is not honor that it is honor that opens the grace on a man's life for your life. It is honor. It is honor. Somebody say it is honor. Number five, to make, to feel ashamed or reluctant to be associated with someone is dishonor. When you feel ashamed or reluctant to be associated with someone. So when you go out there and you feel ashamed to say you are part of Perez Chapel, you are dishonoring the church. When you go out there and you feel ashamed or you are reluctant to say that Bishop Charles Ajinasari is my presiding bishop, you are dishonoring him. When you go out there and you can't say that Bishop Raymond Aqua is my bishop, you have dishonored me. Number six, to make you feel disappointed, upset, or sad to be associated with someone is dishonor. Number seven, to reproach or criticize or oppose someone is dishonor. Oh, that doesn't mean that everything the person says, yes, no, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. But when you oppose, time will not permit to talk about Alexander the Coppersmith. Paul says that the guy worried me. <laughs> but sometimes people oppose, some people will criticize you. Have you ever experienced that before? Oh, talk to me, church. Have you ever experienced that before? 
How many of you know that even in church, sometimes there are people who criticize the pastor so much? Let me tell you, yeah. you criticize the man of God, criticize him, criticize him, criticize him. One day, a pastor told me, he said, Anytime it is Saturday night, I can't sleep. I said, Why? He said, Because he's, he said, I'm afraid to go and stand in front of my church. And sometimes, when we are preaching, eh, any spiritual person knows it. I can tell when people disagree with me from here. I can tell it. <laughs> I, 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 I. And sometimes, you, you could see that when you are saying, you could see that the Sometimes you could feel like there is, there is a block. You're what you. May God bring the blessing of honor upon your life. Number eight, to make, to feel confounded or unjustified or annoyed. Let me move on because of time and talk about honor. I'll do the rest in the second service. I have only six minutes left. Honor. So let's define honor. Last week we did a, lo- a little bit of defining honor. The word honor is from the Greek word time, T-I-M-E. You remember last week we talked about that? How many of you were in church last week? Please wave your hand. Let me see your hand. You came to church last week. All right. Let me see by hand how many of you were not in church last week. Please wave at me. Wow. Hey! Almost half. Shaka pataka yaka pataka. <laughs> but it literally means a valuing or a price it is essentially the value the price or weight willingly assigned to something so let's look at what it means to honor number one honor is a voluntary recognition or acknowledgement and discerning of the importance and usefulness of a person or a system in your life it is voluntary a voluntary recognition or acknowledgement of the importance of somebody in your life so you choose to see the person's value in your life so honor cannot be forced it can only be taught number two it is the refusal to take a person's value for granted. Refusing to take a person's value for granted is honor. I refuse to take you for granted. I've been privileged, I've been blessed to be quite close to our Father in the Lord, the presiding bishop. But one of the things I've never done, and God help me, I will never do, is to treat him without honor, to take him for granted. Because sometimes, the reason why a lot of men of God sometimes will not even allow some people to come close to them is because for most people, when they get the opportunity to come close a bit to men of God, they begin to take them for granted. Hello? They begin to take them for granted. I think I've told you before, that mate of mine who came and said, Ray, (laughs) Ray, and some people, the fact that you went to a party and you had the chance to sit at table, let's say with the Archbishop Duncan Williams, and you act together, it doesn't make you his, your classmate. Is somebody getting what I'm talking about? The fact that God gives you the opportunity to come close to a man of God does not mean that take the person for granted. Don't take it for granted. 
because the day you begin to take the person's value for granted, that day the person's prayer for you begins to reduce in value and in power. Somebody say, I will not take him for granted. Say like you mean it, say I will not take him for granted. Number three, if it is refusal to trivialize the importance of a person, refusing to trivialize the importance of a person. Number four, honor is the acknowledgement of the contribution of a person to the advancement and preservation of your life. It is acknowledging you yourself seeing the contribution this person has made in my life. That is honor. And, and, and sometimes we honor by saying it and by speaking it in words. Yeah. Somebody say, oh, I love you, Pastor, but it's in my heart. No, 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 no. If you love the person, say it. That's why every day I tell the church, I love you. And I don't say it because it is written in my script to tell you I love you. I say it because deep from my heart, what makes me do what I do? It's not because I'm a pastor. What makes me do what I do? It's not because I'm employed by Perez Chapel. What makes me do what I do? It's not because I'll be paid at the end of the month. No. What makes me do what I do is because deep down in my heart, if I'm not even paid for the love I have for God's people, I believe I'll still do what I'm doing for you. Honor is finding the humility to accord a person his real value. Find the humility to accord a person his real value. And the importance of the contribution that person makes in your life. Honor men. Honor to men must however begin by first giving honor to God. Giving honor to men and listen to this carefully. If you miss this, you miss everything I've said. You'll be getting into a different realm. We call it the realm of idolatry. <laughs> Tell somebody, listen to the bishop very well. This is very, very important. If you miss this, you miss everything I've said. Honor to men must begin with first giving honor to God or else we'll be practicing idolatry. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you can't honor God, don't bring that honor to any man of God in this church. If you don't honor God, you can't honor man. Else what you'll be doing is idolatry and God is a jealous God he will share his glory with no man is somebody understanding what I'm talking about so let us start by first giving honor to God one of these days we'll talk about that properly but the jealousy of God does not allow us to honor men above him the jealousy of God does not allow us to honor any man above him amen so let me say i know the character of some men of god make it very difficult to honor them but well i'm speaking to you as members of this church that we try like paul says to live above reproach so that it makes it easy it should make it easy for you to be able to honor us as men of god so that the blessing god has for you through our ministry you'll be able to receive it Amen? So don't use the yardstick of other men to judge us. They may defraud. We've not defrauded you. 
Samuel, prophet Samuel, before his exit, said to the whole of Israel, have I defrauded any of you? They said no. Have I, have I cheated any of you? They said no. Have I unjustly taken anybody's wife? They said no. And I'm proud to tell you, in Perez Chapel, we don't cheat you. We don't defraud you. We don't twist your arms. All we do is to preach to you the word of God. And through that, may your life be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. If you are clapping your hands, clap it well. So the basis of honoring men, number one, these are scriptural basis for honoring men of God. Notice in Second Chronicles chapter twenty, verse twenty, that the same verb, the same verb, God uses for Himself, He uses for His servants. Second Chronicles chapter twenty, verse twenty says, "Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established." And then He says, "Believe His prophets." So the same verb God uses for Himself, believe in God. He also tells you to believe his servants. Amen? I said amen. amen. So, to succeed in any enterprise, <clears throat> the word of God is telling you that you must believe in a servant. And God doesn't have any problem saying that believe in him. And he also says that believe in a servant. If you don't... Why do we believe in a servant? We believe in a servant that they are messengers of God. They are linguists of God. So what I'm preaching this morning, it must have basis and solid foundation in the word of God. If it is not in this word, don't believe it. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? But believe his servants. So believe in the man of God. Number two, the second basis is the moral basis for honor. Do you know that men of God are on call 24-7? Just like doctors. There is nothing like mapong. <laughs> Can you imagine? One day you are looking for your pastor. Pastor says, mapong. <laughs> How would you feel? <laughs> eh? Or a kufadu has a meeting. And then he says, no, 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 mapong, mapong, mapong. I've closed the flagstaff house. <laughs> or we've closed the hospital. It is small, small clinic that can close. Eh? Help centers. But you go to Kolebu and they say, Yapon. Well, sometimes it happens. But doctors are on call 24 7. I know doctors who, 1 a.m., they call them, they have to go because there's an emergency. They have to go. In the same way, men of God are on call 24 7. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9 says that, For you remember, brethren, our labor and travail, for laboring night and day, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you. We preached unto you the gospel. He says, we are laboring night and day. So men of God labor night and day. Night and day. In the daytime, we will be doing counseling, visiting you, praying for you, doing one thing or the other, preaching, preparing sermons. In the night, I've had time. There was a time my wife was pregnant with our second son. Was it Raymond? And I, it was on a Sunday, isn't it? Was it on a Sunday? I had to leave the house midnight because there was an emergency in somebody's house. And guess what? When I went, Am Roberts entered my house. My wife was pregnant. They gave her dirty slaps. Ah. And I had gone to minister to somebody. And you say it is wrong to honor me. <laughs> somebody understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, 
yesterday there was an emergency in one of our branches somewhere in a different country i had to speak to the presiding bishop and immediately i had to call one of our pastors and i told him i said go right now don't even bath go so he had to cross a border to go into another country he didn't he has a family he has wife and children he left them and went after some hours he called me that i have arrived then i told him you can't leave stay and preach this morning he said but bishop i didn't come with you know i didn't come with any clothes i said what you are wearing wash your shirt and hang it in the morning wear it and go to church and go and preach wow you think we are lazy people <laughs> for such sacrifices the least we can do is to honor the man of god materially so hey when people see somebody is giving the pastor a gift and sometimes when people want to give me a gift and they are hiding it you are blessing me with money and you want to hide it i don't have a problem if you give it to me even in the market i'll collect it did you hear what i said if you have an envelope put it inside if you don't have an envelope you if you like write down <laughs> and i told you last week i said sometimes when you are coming to bless your pastor come with your children let them see that this is what we do if somebody understand what i'm saying so that your children will learn as they grow up that part of their responsibility is to take care of their pastor because they know that it is your responsibility to take care of your pastor somebody clap your hands and say a big amen the risk in ministry second corinthians chapter 11 verse 26 makes it important for us to honor men of god paul says in journeys often in peril of water in peril of robbers in peril of own countrymen and peril wilderness and false brethren and all of that i mean i i once had a terrible accident on the abidjan elubo road those times i was in a french church and i had gone there to start a, a, a church in abidjan and every two weeks i'll go those times the french church didn't have money to buy a plane ticket for me so we'll go by road and one of the days we have done all night going to do evangelism and things and the guy was driving he was tired and we got to this place there was this tipper track the one that carries wood timber was spot in the middle of the road and we are just climbing so descending the car was just the, the track was just there we didn't see it and the guy was driving me went under the track and then we got out of the car smoke from the car that car we never picked the pin from that car the only thing we picked was that god spared our lives i remember very well one of the guys he was bleeding in his forehead that was the only person who got hurt and when we got down I was crying and the guys were asking me, he said, ah, but you are a pastor, why are you rather crying? I said, you don't understand it. I'm not crying because of pain. But if I died, I'm a pastor. It is my work to go through this. But what would I have gone, what, what would your wife have said? Because they were both married. Oh, what would we have gone to tell your wife? <laughs> me and my wife, once you marry a pastor, you must know that. And once you marry a pastor who is sent, can go anywhere at any time, you must know that anything can happen at any time. Are you understanding what I'm saying? We are like soldiers. 
God forbid, I won't die now. But one day, if I go and I don't come back, it should be a normal thing because people went and they didn't come back. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So when people risk their lives like this and we honor them, don't talk. Be part of the group that honors your pastor. I thought you would say an amen to that. The minister will account for the flock, so he must be honored. Hebrews 13 verse 17, write it down. And number three, the impact of his work as a basis for his honor. The impact of his work. Have our ministry impacted you? Talk to me, church. Have this ministry impacted you? Have the life of the presiding bishop impacted you? Have the life of Bishop Raymond impacted you? You have a reason to honor us. In honoring us, it is easy for you to receive a blessing. Somebody clap your hands and say a big amen. So to honor them, receive them well, take good care of them, bless them, esteem them well, speak well of them, receive them with gladness. When there is a meeting, when we call for meetings, attend it. Attend it. It is part of honor. Amen. Submit to their authority. Make them weighty by taking care of them. Don't let your pastor look wretched. I, there is this man I will never forget. I bless him every day in Jogulu. One day a man walked up to me and said, I like the way you said, Bishop. Every month I'll give you a new suit. He said, he brought to me somebody who works in a, who owns a boutique. So I used to tell the young people that when you see me change suits, don't use your salary to go and buy suits. And I'm being honest with you about not, <laughs> that's a different matter. So every month, this guy will bring me a suit. I remember in the French church, there was this guy. I was preaching like this. And then the guy decided, one day he brought me a shoe. Student, very, very poor boy. I used to give you money. So I said, how did you get this? I got my money and then bought the shoe for you. How much is it? He told me the price. So I said, okay. I doubled the money. And I gave it back to him. I said, go and buy two more shoes and go and sell it. Because it was very nice, but the price was good. So he bought it, sold it. And then he brought me back the money. I said, no, keep it, multiply it, and buy and sell. As we speak today, the guy has a boutique. He's a Congolese. He employs Ghanaians. In... There was another one. Every week he would send me credit of two Ghana CDs. Empty. <laughs> two CDs. That's why Paul says that it is not because we desire a gift. Two cities, Yamiadum, Minibukra, Reverend Pani Kobemami. Are you get what I'm saying? But those days, that guy would send me two cities, and I used to pray for him. Pray for him. That guy went back to his country. The whole country, they were looking for five people to give scholarships to, to go and study in France. The guy doesn't know anybody. He comes from a village. Poor boy. For some reason, he decided to apply. The people who applied for that scholarship were over 4,000 people. He was number two. Honor your pastor by promoting peace in the church. When you promote chaos and confusion in the church, you dishonor the pastor. Because we work very hard to make sure we maintain peace. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So honor the pastor by promoting peace. Don't be gossiping. Don't be spreading rumors. You see a brother and a sister walking. Then immediately you start spreading rumors that they are going to marry. Have they brought you any wedding invitation? Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. 
you two brothers, if you know you are not going to marry your sister, don't always be following the sister like that. Move away from her so that if somebody wants to marry her, the person can marry her. Clap your hands and say amen. But promote peace. Promote peace. Don't spread gossip in the church. When you do that, I've always told people, I said, when you fornicate, we will lash you small, we'll forgive you. If you steal, we'll lash you small, we'll forgive you. But if you create confusion, last time I told the resident pastor, I said, if anybody creates confusion in the church, that one, I'll fight you. I will fight you physically. I will fight you spiritually. I will fight. I will fight you in prayer. Because the thing we are building, we are building God's church, and you, you want to destroy it. No, 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 I will, I will fight you. I will, I will fight you. Huh? Or you are in the church, and you are directing people to go to another church. First, I will, I will send the wind after you. I will send arrows of heat after you. When you turn on air condition, it will blow like oven for you. <laughs> so, just be peaceful. Amen. Tell somebody be peaceful. Yeah, be peaceful. And your life will never be the same again. As we honor men of God, you shall be honored as well. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Well, I thought, I thought you were clapping your hands. It sounded like a clap. But... Please bow down your head with me. Let's pray. If you are here this morning and you want your life to be a different one, you want God to come into your life, you want your sins to be forgiven, you want Jesus to make your life a new one, please lift up your hand and I'm going to pray with you. You want Jesus to make your life a new one. To make your life a brand new one. If you are here like that, lift up your hand and let me pray with you. Is there anybody here like that? All right. If you want your sins to be forgiven, I want to pray with you this morning. And all I want you to do is just lift up one hand as I pray with you. If you want your sins to be forgiven. If you want your sins to be forgiven, I want you to lift up one hand if it's possible. And let me pray with you. Anybody here wants your sins forgiven? Yes. Please stand up to your feet. If you want your sins to be forgiven, I'm going to pray with you. Yes, don't be shy. Stand. You want your sins to be forgiven. Please stand to your feet as I pray with you. Thank you, brother. You want your sins to be forgiven. Please walk to me in front here quickly. Let me share a word of prayer with you. Let me pray with you. Come. All of us, at one point in our lives, we have to do this. We have to pray this prayer. We have never regretted from doing this. Thank you. Church, everybody lift up your hand with me and pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Chief, please lift up your hands with me. And say, Lord Jesus. I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Forgive me all my sins. Wash me with your blood. Come into my life. And make me a testimony. In Jesus name. Amen. Put your hand on your chest. Father, thank you for this one. Establish him in your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Touch him, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.